Oh, man, the presence of God is so good today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing today. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, open them to Exodus chapter 15. Exodus chapter 15. I have a word for you today. And I believe it ties right in to all the prophetic words that were spoken today. I believe this thing is a key to tap into the glory of God in His manifest presence. Exodus 15, verses 11 through 13. And it says these words, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in, underline it, holiness? Fearful in praises, doing wonders. You stretched out your right hand, the earth swallowed them. You in your mercy have led forth the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. The one true and living God, you got to know this, is holy. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they are holy. Amen? Now listen to me. The word holy in reference to God means this, to be uniquely divine. Divine character, separated from sin, purity, or morally perfect. Today I want to talk about the holiness of God and the importance of understanding it in your life. I know, some people are thinking, the holiness of God, what can that do? Oh, I'm about ready to tell you, I'm about ready to drop that on you right now. Like I said, I believe that this is one of the keys to unlocking the manifest presence the glory and the power of God in our personal lives than ever before and in our corporate gatherings. Having an understanding of the holiness of God and even verbally acknowledging Him as holy, there is power in that. Amen? There are many things that take place in, in the spirit realm when we do this. All right, So I want to touch on a few things that will happen in our life when we truly recognize and acknowledge the holiness of God, the holiness of the true and living God. Go with me to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1. The first key is this. Understanding the holiness of God will cause us as Christians to hate sin and to forsake all the junk of the world. Until you get a revelation of His holiness, you're going to be backsliding. Oh, that's that's going over like a lead balloon. Okay. But it's true anyways. Amen. First Peter chapter 1, 13 through 16. Let's read here. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children not conforming yourselves to the former lust. So then we know a Christian should not be living like they did, come on somebody, before they came to Christ. Amen? As in your ignorance, but as he who has called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct or actions. Because it is written, be holy for I am holy. So the word here tells us that a true revelation... 
of Jesus Christ in your life will cause you to get a glimpse of the holiness of God. And in turn, that will cause us to turn from sin. That will get us to turn from anything that would hinder our relationship with Him. God's command to us, this is not a suggestion now, God's command to us is this, be holy for I am holy. The word of God says we are a peculiar people. You know what that means? It means we are separate from the unsaved or supposed to be. Are you following me? Understanding the holiness of God will cause us to want to live a holy and a pure life. See, again, you won't live holy until you have a revelation of God's holiness. Oh, my. If we had a a glimpse of his holiness, there's a lot of things we would not allow into our lives. Are you following me? See, until that revelation comes, guess what? It's dead and empty religion without that revelation of his holiness. Reading and feeding on the Word of God will open our eyes to His holiness. See, you've got to get into the Word because the Word reveals the Lord. Amen? It reveals who God is, His character. But then we need the Holy Spirit to open it even further to us. Amen? Jesus made a very interesting statement in the Gospels. He said, I only do that which my Father does, that I see my Father do. And I only speak... Would I hear my father speak? In other words, Jesus was saying this. He says, I don't want to do anything that is going to misrepresent my heavenly father. And we should have that same attitude. Amen? I don't want to do anything that's going to violate his holy standards for his people. He was being holy, listen, as his heavenly father was holy. And and that same command comes to us too. So if God says, be holy for I am holy, God's not going to ask us to do something that we're not capable to do. Someone says, well, can I live a sinless life? Sure. If you're going to be led by the Holy Spirit at all times. Are you following me? Oh, I just lost all the, uh, I lost them. I just, all of a sudden I just seen a blank stare on people. You mean I can live? Yes, you can. But it takes you being in the spirit. Come on. It takes you keeping the Lord and his word in your thought life. Amen. See, if you have an expectation to sin, guess what direction you're going to go in? Sin. That's why I say when I hear a Christian say, well, I'm just a sinner. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Guess who says that? All the backslidden ones. Oh, come on, somebody. You know what? And then the Christians that I hear say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I be- They're the ones who are really making the effort to stay close to God and live holy. Amen. Come on, somebody. See, I want to please my heavenly Father. We as Christians need that same attitude that Jesus maintained in his earthly ministry. We are to be, the Word of God says this, ready? Be imitators of God. As his dear children, right? Children, just like a lot of you imitate your mom, you imitate your dad. We need to imitate our heavenly daddy. Amen? Come on, somebody. 
Christians that are allowing the occult and witchcraft and other forbidden filth into their lives, into their homes. Listen, they don't have a revelation of the holiness of God. There is no fear of God. The Word of God says that the fear of the Lord is this, to hate evil. Did you know that? The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. There should be a hatred toward evil. There should be a hatred toward anything that the Lord forbids in His Word. Amen? The Bible, so, so we need to forsake those things. Christians, listen, we need to rise up and stand for righteousness. We need to unite like never before in this area. Let me touch on this right now. How about this library situation in Carroll? By the way, we have a, a guy here, uh, Jim. Jim, raise your hand. Jim, he, he's an awesome activist against this. He's a brother in the Lord. He's here and he brought petitions for before you leave today, go to that white table, sign that petition because we got some demonic perverts. Come on. We got some demonic perverts on that library board that want to put adult books in the children's, uh, children's section. So there is a meeting, by the way, 5 p.m. at that building, and I'm going to be there tomorrow. And if you're able to be there, show up. We got to drive these perverts out of this region. It's mind rape. It's brainwashing. Demonic brainwashing. So, if you're able to come, show up. It's at 5 p.m. tomorrow. But before, if you're not able, before you leave, sign that petition. We need to rise up. Amen? We need to let our voices be heard. This is ridiculous. Basically putting porn in the children's section. You understand, adults in the past would have been arrested for doing this. They would have been arrested for this stuff. For showing children this stuff. And this is happening right in our neighborhood. We're not going to let it happen. Drive these demons out. Amen? Go to Second Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. I talked to Jim on the phone this week and I said, oh, you have a friend who's going to be sticking with you on this and be bold. Amen? Living Waters Chapel, listen, we are going to be bold about these issues. We're going to let our voices be heard. We're not just going to sit back in our phone. No, no, we're going to let our voices be heard. Amen? Amen. 2 Peter chapter 1. No way. This is our territory. Amen? We're advancing the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. Look at this. To those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his glory and virtue, by, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these, through those things in the word, through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So is it possible to live a sinless life? Yes, but you've got to be diligent. And guess what? Most people aren't diligent. Most Christians aren't diligent. Let's just tell it like it is, right? We fall into the flesh. 
right? But if we, that's why the Bible says stay filled with the Holy Spirit. Stay filled with the Holy The problem is we let it leak. We leak. Are you following me? Don't let it leak. Stay filled. That's, the word says stay filled. Say stay filled. stay filled. So we as Christians are partakers. We are partakers of the divine nature because God has given us his Holy Spirit and his great and precious promises in the word of God. Ephesians says that we sit with Christ in heavenly places. He has, he has chosen to share, listen, his authority and nature with mankind. Isn't that amazing? Our creator. So whoever received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior receives that authority and a divine nature on the inside because of the Holy Ghost, because of the regeneration, because of being born again. Amen? Look at Revelation, Revelation 15. So because you're born again... We need to live holy. Amen? Revelation 15. Three through four. Oh, the Holy Spirit's downloading something. He's telling, the Holy Spirit's telling me, if my people will be diligent and live holy, I will release my power in their lives like never before. Oh, my. They sing the song of Moses, the servant of, God, servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. Who shall not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone, here it is, are holy. For all nations shall come and worship before you. For your judgments have been manifested. This verse is, uh, I want you to notice that the whole basis for fearing the Lord, the whole basis uh, for fearing and reverence in him is summed up in that one verse. For you alone are holy. See, when you, here's the deal, ready? Some people are like, well, I just can't get in to all this praise and worship stuff. You need a revelation of the holiness of God. You get a revelation of the holiness of it. See, that's why the angels of God, that's why everybody in heaven right now are worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because they have a revelation now of the holiness of God. We need that revelation right here on earth. And guess what? Those saints that didn't want to do it here, I guarantee you, they're, they're doing it up there. Why? Because the revelation came. But the Holy Ghost just said this. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven. We need that revelation of the holiness of God. If we don't, like I said, it's going to cause our heart to backslide. Go to Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. Mm, think about that. Isn't that amazing to think about heaven right now, what's taking place? <laughs> I even think of family members of mine, you know, who, you know, some of them, they watch the clock in church, you know, like, oh man, they're going over. It's been an hour. It's two minutes past an hour. We need to be out of here. Guess what? They're worshiping the Lord right now. Don't wait till you get to heaven to do it because you're passing up many blessings on earth right now. Amen. Isaiah 55, eight and nine. It says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so, so are my ways higher than yours and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now, 
This verse is referring to God's holiness. It's saying there's such a, a, there's a great divide between the created and the creator. Are you following me? That it's talking about his holiness. So many people, listen, let, I want to debunk something here. So many people use this verse to insult God. Did you know that? Many people use it. Some, someone gets a sickness or a disease or they get killed in, say, a drunk drive, drinking and driving accident. And they say this. God's ways are higher than our ways. That's dead religion. Are you following? Come on now. Listen to me. Have you ever heard anyone say that? Something happened. Just an absolute tragedy. And then someone says, God's ways are higher than our ways. Get out of here, Satan. Get out of here, Satan. Are you following me? As if to say that God gave them that sickness or disease. Or to say that it was the will of God for that person to die in a drinking and driving accident. Give me a break. Amen? Let me give you a different and clear perspective on that verse. Ready for this? Apart from the Holy Spirit, man thinks earth and the Word of God. Man thinks earthly and fleshly thoughts. But God's ways are higher. Why? Because his thoughts originate in heaven. Listen, where there's no sickness, there's no disease, there's no tragedy. Are you following me? So here's what's happening. So man is always trying to bring God down to their level. That's why the children, the Israelites, they had to make make an idol. They had to make something earthly to bring a God down to their level. Are you following me? But God is higher. He is holy. He thinks precious thoughts toward you. And his will is filled with blessings for you and I. Are you following me? That's why his thoughts are higher. Don't use that verse. Don't ever insult God and blame him for a sickness or a disease. Something he redeemed us from. Don't ever use that to justify a tragedy. God had no part in it. You know who had a part in it? Us stupid humans. Our horrible decisions that we made outside of this word. That's what opened the door to tragedy. Amen? So we're always trying to bring God down to man's level. But God says this, come up higher. Instead of bringing God down to you, you go up higher to Him. That's why it says, set your mind on things above. Are you following me? This is why we so desperately need the Holy Spirit to reveal the things of God to us. That is why we so desperately need to get into the Word of God and know what our benefits are. Are you following me? Let me ask you this. Do you guys like to be misrepresented by someone? God doesn't either. And we are his ambassadors. Remember, we are representing him everywhere we go. Every word, every action, you are representing. I'm representing him everywhere we go. And we better not misrepresent our, our God. Amen. <clears throat> For the Christian, the closest and most intimate relationship that we need is with the Holy Spirit. 
Are you following me? Not with your mom and dad, not with your spouse, but with the Holy Spirit. That is why Jesus, listen to this, that is why Jesus went into so much detail about the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the book of John, chapters 14 through chapters 16. Read it. Chapters 14, 15, and 16. He went into so much detail about the Holy Spirit. Why? Because that needs to be the most intimate relationship that we as Christians need to have. Without the Word of God... Without the Holy Spirit, we will fall into the trap of creating a God in our own fleshly mind instead of getting to know the true and living God. Amen? It is man who's, like I said, is always trying to bring the Creator down, but we need to, we need to come higher. See, humans are lazy. We're lazy. Our flesh is lazy. Well, let's just bring God down to us. I don't want to get into prayer. I don't feel like reading the Word. I don't feel like going to church. I love that voice coming from the lobby there. It's great. Listen to this. Don't use earth as your point of reference for this life. Use heaven as your point of reference of your life on earth. We're supposed to be advancing the kingdom of God on this earth. Many Christians are trying to advance the kingdom of earth on earth. Many Christians are trying to advance the kingdom of flesh on earth. But we're supposed to advance the kingdom of God. Amen? Even with all the information in the Word of God, in all the topics that are talked about in the Word of God, without the Holy Spirit revealing and opening deeper revelation to us, we can miss so much of the blessings in the Word of God. That's why, listen, that's why there's 30,000 Christian denominations. I said, that's why there's 30,000 Christian denominations. Because some are trying to do it without the Holy Ghost. You know how many denominations there should be? One. And it all comes down to the fact. Because get this, all of these 30,000 are, we're reading the same Bible. We're reading the same information. But some aren't plugged in and have a relationship with the author, the Holy Ghost. That's why you better make sure you're in a church where the Holy Spirit is welcome, where he's embraced. Amen? So we need the author of the Word of God to expound and explain it to us. The Holy Spirit exposes and removes the blinders to allow us to see the truth in the Word of God. When the Holy Spirit... See, the prophetic movement. Many people are like, oh, the prophetic movement, you know. It's an an expounding of the truths in the Word of God. It's, It's where Jesus said, I have many more things to say to you. But when he, the Holy Spirit, comes, he will show you more. That's the prophetic movement. That's the expounding of the word. That's the expounding of the truths. Are you following me? There's nothing wrong with the prophetic movement. 
It's, I have many more things to say to you. Come on, somebody. God's ways, God's wisdom, God's love, God's power, God's expectations are higher and greater than ours. Our expectations are way too low as Christians. Way too low. Way too low. Raise your expectations. Believe God for more. You've got to have a spiritual mindset that's set on heaven, not on earth. Not on earth. Don't set your mind on things on the earth. Are you following me? I can, I can, feel, I can feel there's a spirit of wisdom and revelation flowing in here today. Amen? This is why the Lord says to, re, this is why the, the word says to renew our mind. Because he's trying to give us a heavenly mindset and take away that earthly mindset. Come on, somebody. So here we go. Understanding the holiness of God causes us to direct all of our praise, all of our worship to him. And it causes us, listen, to examine ourselves more thoroughly. Go with me to Psalm 99. Psalm 99. The holiness of God. I truly believe, you know, we're talking about outpouring, revival, awakening. We want to move of God in this area. Well, it's not going to happen unless we press in for a deeper revelation of his holiness. There's got to be a holiness. There's got to be a reverence for him. Amen. Psalm 99. Let's look at verses 1 through 9. It's actually the whole psalm. The Lord reigns. Let the peoples tremble. He dwells between the cherubim. Let the earth be moved. I love that. The Lord is great in Zion, and he is above all the peoples. You notice that? He is above all the people. Stop bringing him down to you. You come up to him. And he is high above all the peoples. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Here it is. Why? Why should we do that? Because he's holy. The king's strength also loves justice and have established equity. You have executed justice and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his footstool. Why? Because he's holy. Are you getting it? Moses and Aaron were among his priests. And Samuel was above those who called upon his name. They called upon the Lord and he answered them. He spoke to them in a cloudy pillar, the glory of God. They kept his testimonies and the ordinance he gave them. You answered them, O Lord God. You were, with, you were to them God who forgives, though you look, uh, took vengeance on their deeds. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy hill. For the Lord our God. Why? Because he's holy. That's right. Game show host time. (laughs) Listen to this. I want you to notice the whole reason, the whole reason, the whole motivation and exhortation to worship the Lord is because he's holy and he's worthy of it. Listen, you want to hear something real cool? Listen to this. The verse five said this, exalt the Lord, our God and worship at his footstool. Say footstool. It's interesting in Isaiah 66, 1, it says, heaven is my throne and earth is his footstool. So when you worship him on earth, you're worshiping at his feet, at his footstool on earth. Isn't that powerful? So 
We here on earth are to direct all of our praise and worship to God in heaven. That's why we lift our hands. That's why we look up. Come on, somebody. Because we're worshiping our heavenly Father in heaven. That is why the Bible says to do those things. The Hebrew word that's translated worship means this. Are you ready? To bow, to stoop, to bow down before God as an act of submission or reverence. The primary meaning is to make oneself low. And that's in contrast to exalt or to lift up. So we are commanded to worship the Lord because when we worship him, here's what's happening in your heart. You recognize he's greater than you. And you know what that's connected with? Humility. Satan and and the angels that rebelled with him in heaven, guess what they tried to do? They tried to exalt themselves. Remember? They tried to exalt themselves, and God said, Are you following me? So... (laughs) So, and this is, this is what every unsaved person in the flow of the world, this is what every backslidden Christian in the flow of the world are trying to do. They're trying to make themselves their own God. The New Age movement, what's that all about? Oh, you're a God. You know that? You're a God. Come on, somebody. The created is trying to be God, and it will never happen. That's why the word says that God resists the proud, the prideful, those who try to exalt themselves above him. It's never going to work. John the Baptist put it this way. He said, he must increase and I must decrease. Part of that decreasing is worshiping him with your whole heart. And it's not true worship unless you recognize in your heart who he is and his holiness. So if the, if the earth is God's footstool, just remember, I want to say it again, when you worship the Lord, it's like bowing at his feet and worshiping him. Go to Isaiah chapter 6. Now, if, if someone is, is hearing this message and they're thinking, oh, this is foolish, this is stupid, I'm never going to worship God, I'm, I'm never going to do that, you're backslidden or not saved. What one is it? What one is it? Now, Isaiah 6, 1 through 3, let's look at. In the year that King Uzziah, men, I got to say it, men are worst with that. Because men, we, we have this manly mentality, right? We got to be the strong ones. We can't be seen as the ones that are bowing down and worshiping God. We can't be, the, right? Because why? Because society says, you look stupid. What are you doing? You're supposed to be the man. Be tough. Get rid of it. Listen, if you're going to be that way, you will never experience the miracle signs and wonders. You will never experience the glory and power of God in your life. Are you following me? The strongest men, the strongest men are the ones who are found on their knees in humility and worshiping God. Don't let society tell you what to do. You get it from the word of God. Amen? No. Isaiah 6, 1 through 3. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. 
Each one had six wings, and two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Listen, here's the cry of holy ministering spirits of God that follow him around. Are you ready? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Wow, the Holy Spirit just said this. <laughs> said if they didn't do that, they could not come with me. If you want to draw the presence of God, you need to act how these holy ministering spirits are acting in the presence of God. Holy, holy, holy. In fact, when that outpouring happened in Big Rapids in 2007, that experience I had, it, th there was such a revelation of the holiness of God. And all, and all of the people in there, all we were crying out constantly, holy, holy, holy. Boom. It hit. Because we had a revelation of his holiness. We were called. In fact, when you call him holy, it's like, it's, like it's, it's magnetic to him. He wants to be in that atmosphere. That's when his presence comes and he changes the atmosphere. So how many of you would agree that God's angels, his ministering spirits, his holy living creatures, every being in the, in the kingdom of God, they do have a pure and complete understanding, revelation of the holiness of God. Would you agree? We need to take some notes about what they're doing. The prophet Isaiah had quite a life-changing encounter when he, when he had a revelation of the holiness of God. So much so that it caused him to see areas here, are you ready for this? It caused him to see areas in his life that he fell short. See, there's so many times when we think we're doing so good, we're super Christian, right? Man, we're doing great. And then the presence of God hits and we just, just melt. Like, God, oh my goodness, I didn't know I had this mindset. I didn't know I was thinking of it. I shouldn't have been. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Lord. See, we think we're good. But when his presence comes, it shines a light on those areas. That's why I'm saying if we're going to move into this new thing that the Holy Spirit has in these last days, there better be a holy walk. He's requiring it of Christians. This is no more playtime. Are you following me? We are in the last of the last days. If there is a prophetic clock, we're at 1159. Are you following me? We better walk and live holy. We need to walk out of this building today and say, Holy Spirit, give me a revelation of your holiness. Give me, after all, He is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Isaiah saw a glimpse, he got a revelation of the holiness when the glory of God filled that place in verse 8. You can read it on your own there. He, he said, I'm a man of unclean lips. And then he said, He's, here's another thing. When you have a revelation of the holiness of God and you experience his manifest presence and glory, you'll, you'll just like Isaiah, you'll say, God, send me. It's, it's amazing to watch people who I talk to and stuff that they, they start coming to the church and, you know, they're just kind of like, yeah, we're just checking the church out. All of a sudden you can see the embers, the fire getting stronger getting hotter and all of a sudden they have an encounter in the presence of God and here it shifts to this it shifts to this what can I do I want to get involved now yes. 
Send me, God. I want to do something. I just don't want to be one of those Christians that punch a time clock and then go do the earthly job. No, I want to do something for God. God, send me. How do you know if you experience the presence and glory of God? Because you'll say the same thing. God, use me. Send me. Amen? Moses said he wouldn't go unless the presence of God went with him. Think about that. A lack of experiencing the manifest presence of God, the glory of God, you'll think your Christian life is boring. I've had people say, man, the Christian walk is just boring. I'm like, you ain't doing it right then. (laughs) There's a couple couple electric cords that aren't connected. There's a bridge that's out. Let's, Let's get this bridge back. Come on, somebody. There will be no excitement to be used by God. The presence of God changes everything. The presence of God is the game changer. And it takes this, it takes a holy satisfaction on the inside of you. In fact, maybe there's someone here. Maybe you've been here a couple times. Maybe this is your first time. And, and, and you're like, oh, wow, that, you know, that praise and worship was long. But something's stirring on the inside of you that you can't explain right now. Are you following me? There's something stirring on the inside. You know what that is? The anointing of the Holy Ghost. That's the presence of God. And they keep coming back. And they don't know why. Praise and worship is an hour and 15 minutes today. Why am I coming back? Why? Yeah. Right. We're a little short of that. Why am I coming back? Because God's presence is in this place. Amen. There's got to be something on the inside of you that says there's got to be more. There's got to be more to this life. There's got to be more to my Christian walk. And there is. So stick, uh, stay on the roller coaster with us. Amen? Because we're heading in that direction. Amen? Understanding the holiness of God will help and lead and guide us to the secret place and cause God to manifest His presence. Let me close out. Well, second to last verse. But anyways, go to Second Chronicles chapter 5. Second Chronicles chapter 5. You know, isn't it just like God to lead someone, someone who's offended by long praise and worship, someone who's offended by bold preaching? Isn't it just like God to reach that person who's offended by those things? And it's like a hook. It's a hook on the inside of them. They got to go back. Second Chronicles chapter 5, verses 11 through 14. This is a powerful passage. And it came to pass when the priests came out of the most holy place, for all the priests who were present had sanctified themselves. Underline that. All the priests had sanctified themselves. They set themselves apart. They separated themselves from anything that was unholy. Come on, somebody. Without keeping to their divisions. And the Levites who were the singers and all those of Asaph and Heman and Jeduthun with their sons and their brethren stood at the east end of the altar clothed in white linen, having cymbals, stringed instruments, and harps. This was a praise and worship team. And with them, 120 priests. Interesting, there's 120 in the upper room in Acts. With them, 120 priests sounding with the trumpets. Here, listen to this, what happened. 
Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, here's what they said, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, listen to this. So his mercy endures forever, that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. That's the glory of God, the manifest presence of God I'm always talking about so that the priests could not continue ministering because of the cloud. For the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. So the priests, the music, we're called to be kings and priests unto the Lord in the New Testament. Do you hear, do you know that? The priests, the musicians, and all that were involved in the temple, I want you to notice something here. They reverenced the Lord before the glory came. There was a reverence for him. There was an awe. There was a respect for him in their heart. They didn't take this thing lightly. Amen? They had a revelation of his holiness. There was one more ingredient in the corporate setting that caused the presence, the glory of God to invade that place. The people were in one accord. There was unity in that place. People, I'm telling you, I felt a unity in here like never before during praise and worship. Lastly, the last point, and we'll be out of here. Understanding God's holiness will increase your confidence and faith in Him and His Word. See, when you get a true revelation that God is not a man, that He should lie, you'll be able to stand on His Word knowing that He is totally separate from man. And it's impossible for Him to lie. See, many people, like I said, that's another way that... that Christians try to bring God down to their level. Because now, if you had a bad relationship with your mommy or daddy, come on, somebody. Now you look at your heavenly father like them. You can't do it. He is holy. He's totally separate. He is not earthly. He is heavenly. He is morally perfect. You can put your absolute hope and faith and trust in him. Amen? And that's a faith builder. See, Hannah had a revelation of the holiness of God. This is the last one. Go to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 2. 1 Samuel chapter 2. Verses 1 through 2. Say Hannah. Oh, this is a powerful one. And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. No one, no one is holy like the Lord, for there is no one besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. Listen to this. Are you ready for this? The Holy Spirit, when I read that, the Holy Spirit said this. Her reverence in approaching God gave her favor and God answered. Because she had a revelation of the holiness of God. When you look at the Lord's Prayer, Jesus, when He taught us how to pray, how does He start it off? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Listen, there's prayers that are not answered because you're not coming to Him telling Him He's holy. Are you following me? Because you don't have that revelation. You've been trying to bring Him down to your level. 
Jesus is telling us to approach fellowship and prayer with our Heavenly Father with reverence, with respect, and knowing that He's holy. And not just knowing, acknowledge it verbally. God, you are holy. I recognize I'm the created, you're the creator. Oh, he likes that. You want to please him? Say that to him. Amen? Amen. Hollywood means this. Hollywood is defined as this. To greatly revere, to greatly honor, to make sacred, to make holy, or to be reverenced as holy. So the psalmist, the psalmist had a revelation, by the way, of the confidence in our holy God. One more verse, sorry. Go to Psalm chapter 20 and I'm done. That's it. I want to end it on this one right here. Why am I apologizing? This is my job, people. All right. Listen, hey, if someone doesn't come back, so long, see you later. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. We're going to do what we're going to do here. Amen? All right. Now, Psalm 20. Psalm 20, 1 through 9, and that's how I'm ending it. It says this. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of the, God, of the God of Jacob defend you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt, uh, burnt sacrifice, Selah. May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. We will rejoice in your salvation. And in the name of our God, we will set up our banners May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. This is powerful. Now, I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven and with, with the saving strength and his right hand. Some, I love this one. Some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They have, they have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stand upright. Save, Lord. May the King answer us when we call. Let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. We need a revelation. I'm telling you, your life will change forever. You will begin to tap into His presence and His power like never before. Now, maybe there's someone you've never made Jesus Lord of your life. Prayer team, come on forward. You have never made Jesus Lord of your life. Or you're backslidden. You need to get born again. You need to rededicate today. After the service, come right up to one of these prayer warriors and they will lead you through that process and help you get a new beginning. Amen? Maybe you never received the Holy Spirit baptism. Come on down. You need the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Some of you are living very dull lives because you haven't given place to the Holy Spirit. If you need prayer for anything else, healing, uh, deliverance, anything for yourself or anyone else, come on forward. We will stay as long as you guys need prayer. Amen. Amen. Lift your hands to the Lord. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this amazing service. Thank you, Lord, for invading this building, this property. May it be used to bring multitudes to you. May it be used where many miracles, signs, and wonders would be done. Healing, deliverance, people raised from the dead. Lord, we take all restrictions off of you. Use us in a mighty way, in the mighty name of Jesus, and we thank you for what you're doing. And camp everyone in their vehicles with your holy angels and bring them back safely. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Julie, come on up. You had a quick announcement. There's a drive at the food drive.
Go ahead, tell the people real quick. Amen. Amen. And sign that petition before you leave. 5 p.m. at the library. I'll be there to raise some hell. Amen. We're going to get the demons out of this area. Join me. God bless you all. R-A-Z. Raise hell. Get them out of there. Just to clarify.